Welcome back, everyone, to the Reflex Blue Show. I'm your host, Donovan Beery, still recording from the on-brand conference here in Omaha, Nebraska, presented by the local chapters of... Get ready for the, get ready for the list of acronyms. AAF, AIGA, AMA, AI... BC. BC, PRSA. And I have with me Jen Landis. Jen, how you doing? Good, did thanks, Donovan. That right? Yep, that's right. Now, which, which of these acronyms brought you in? AAF. AAF, yep, okay. American Advertising Federation. I'm the past president of the Lincoln chapter. Oh, now, now that's, I always forget there's the AAF, the, the ad club, and I know the, the Omaha ad club is very active. They got, they got just, a, I tell everyone they got a ton of stuff going on. They do. And, and I assume the Lincoln one does as well. Omaha they, is much better than we are in Lincoln. Would, I mean, like, we look at them and go, shoot. Terry, it's Terry. She's amazing. Yeah, it'd be hard to top how active they are. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Really no, they're really good. good. Yeah, we are not that good. Okay. We try to be though. The time I remember that they're separate groups is because when it comes to the Addies or, or the American Advertising Awards or whatever yeah. they've yeah. tried to change. Yep. Why would an ad ad company change their names from Addies to American Advertising Awards? I don't get that one. It came from National. I That's have what no I mean. idea. Cause but, it, cause maybe because their name is in it more. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But, but I know on that one, that's like a group. Yeah, yeah. So Omaha hosts it one year, and then Lincoln hosts it the next year, and we flip back and forth. So next year, Omaha hosts it, and we will judge the student Addies. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. So yeah. So one person puts it on, and then the other club will do the student Addies, which is a baby project compared to putting on the whole show. Right, but it at least takes a little. It's fun though. Thank you. Jen, you're you're the, the the you run Kid Glove. I'm the executive creative director. And where do where do people go to to find out more about Kid Glove? Our website is kidglove uh, k i d g l o v dot com, and the name comes from treating clients with kid gloves and you know listening to them and working with them as 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 closely as we can and not trying to like hey this is our idea we're gonna pummel it down into you like. Being respectful and working with our clients. Why now? What what gave you the idea that you should do what? Listen to your clients. Be respectful. Oh, to you them. know, sometimes they got some good ideas. Do they? <laughs> but really, though. Maybe. So here's the deal: whenever a client comes back with a change, it always ends up making the project better in the end. And we don't necessarily make that change like word for word but that thinking and that more dis- discussion having the next iteration of it I I really appreciate the, the feedback to like get us to that next iteration okay, and that's interesting because I know we like to talk bad and say the client ruined everything but you're, you're actually saying the client will actually help it if you listen to I them. do believe so yeah I from my experience I really liked client feedback okay yeah I do tell the clients sometimes when when we do when I when I talk to them that it's like if, if you don't understand your business better than I do, then there's probably a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you do need to in that aspect you, you should respect that they, they should know what they're doing. Right. And it makes them feel part of it when, you know, you're having that dialogue and working with each other, working through how it should be and they're more bought in and you know and then new ideas for off for the next project we're going to be right back with with jen
All right, so I, I have to ask you. So you, you put these kitten ears on me? Yeah. For, for photos. We had Scott Dobry was sitting here taking photos. And by the way, last time when I was on the AIJ board, probably we were trying to figure it out. It was probably 2003 or something. He came into a meeting and Sarita brought us a, a box of just items and she said, go put these on. And I think I had this vest that was so tight every time I sat down it unbuttoned. And I had this orange tied hat. I think we're chugging Bud Lights. <laughs> and that's the photo Scott got me that. So this time it's very appropriate that, that all of a sudden when he's here taking photos of this going on that you hand me props as well. So that's why he said, oh, you don't even know. He'll wear those. Probably. he's seen you in your, in your finest tight vest. That thing was, it wasn't even mine. It was just a random, in a random box. <laughs> it was tight. It was tight. Well, and and I, was, I was smaller than two, so it was, it was probably like a size small. Yeah. Well, and I should probably you, those cat ears look good on you. Yeah. So what what is with these cat ears? I saw I saw there's other people around here walking, and I assume they came out of your talk. Yes. I was out here during your talk, and I'm I'm sorry I missed it, but I was out here with Stefan Mumel, and there was a literal fire in the parking lot. Really? Yeah. Because because since we're sitting here, I found I found this. We're like in a coat check room, I think. It's kind of a reception desk, but it's opposite of where they're actually checking in. So people came up to 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 tell us. They're like, hey, there's a fire outside in the parking lot. And it's like, it's like, we don't, why are you talking to us? You know, I got a microphone. But we, we, they, we believe that someone probably, threw a, right? someone probably threw a cigarette out in the mulch. But you can see the smoke from where you're sitting. Wow. Literal I fire. had no idea. So the I, so, commotion. So because of the commotion and the fire and, and the mayhem, I, I have not actually caught why I'm wearing cat ears yet. Why not? I mean, I think life should be fun, and it would be amazing if every single person here was walking around with cat ears. It would be. Yeah, and it is. And I hope they have them on for the next session. So, but what is, what is the, what is, is there a reason these were being, I mean, these were coming out of your session, right? Yeah, right, right, right. So, I love going to Alibaba, like, in the middle of the night when I have insomnia, and, like, just buying random cute stuff. And so, I bought a case of these cat ears. Is this a place in Lincoln? Alibaba. AliExpress is what it is. No, it's a China, online China. Oh, like, okay, okay. Super great volume, low discount online shopping. So you don't buy a pair of cat ears? You no, buy like I bought like 500 pair of cat ears. Oh. So, hey, why don't we give them away? Well, I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you come up with, so obviously you still connect with, the young, the youngins, whatever, whatever yeah. you know, as old people call the young people now. Yeah. And does this go into your, your side hustle? Yeah. So, the side hustle for me is all about empowering girls, and and that could be the little girl inside of a grown woman, or and, and what's the name of this? By the pin way? curl girls. Pin curl girls. Yeah. Um, my mom used to put pin curls in my hair, which is like wrapping your hair around a finger and putting a bobby pin in it. Okay. And. You would think you'd wake up with like the most amazing hair the next day, and it looked like it was terrible hair. And so, I don't know. That name just like sticks with me between like trying to feel confident and feeling insecure. So anyway, my the pin curl girls texts girls every day a positive message, and I also make calendars that I design with the pin curl girls on them that all have positive messages on it, just to give girls that boost of like hey you're you're enough you're good enough um you know you've got people cheering you on 
Plus, I have a feeling that people need positive messages coming through their phone when they're younger. Well, I mean, they're on, to, I they're, on, they're on YouTube. My kids are on YouTube all the time. And so getting that ding of a, a text message, of course, they're addicted to their phones. So I'm delivering it to that. But it, it, takes, it makes them take a break and listen to it, read it, and, and think about it uh, before they dive back in. How do people get on this list? They sign up on my website. It's pincurlgirls.com. Is it spelled funny or is it just spelled? P-I-N-C-U-R-L-G-I-R-L-S. So, okay, so so it's spelled correct. I didn't know because, you know, yeah. as marketers, we can't spell things properly. Well, Kid Glove doesn't have an E. That's what I, that's why I'm asking. Yep, yep, yep. You know, does the girls have a Z? You never know. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Three Zs. No, it's, it's, it's normal. And, and what else is on, what else do, is on the, is on the website? Like, what else do you promote here? positive thinking all the way around my 2020 calendars are coming out soon which i'm super excited about and planners and you know backpacks and cat ears and sweatshirts i'd like to be the next so this is one of your yes i'd like to be the next hello kitty meets american girl doll Okay. So the, the I, I have I have. Can a, you visualize that? Yes, because I I have a daughter that is going to be like seven in a month and a half, or in this case, probably now because yeah. we release these shows not necessarily the day we record them. Mm-hmm. So so thus I have a you know, I'm very aware of these things you speak of. Yes. I've been to the American Girl store. Yes. We didn't buy anything there. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. Do you get the catalogs in the mail? No. Oh, well, you will. Yeah, she's only got... there's no working around that. She, that's not one of the things she, like, attached to. So I think we're lucky there. I think my wallet's even luckier. Yeah. That stuff is crazy. Yeah, it is. But I love how each girl has a personality. And so girls, real life girls, could attach themselves or, or connect to one of my character girls... And then it'll look like them and have their same interests, and then they can go on and buy their backpacks or their, you know, paraphernalia, whatever they have, their merch. How many? How many of these curl girls are there? There's a hundred plus. Like there's. Oh, you've a whoa. lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're not messing around. And you, no. And you, do you illustrate them yourself? Yes, I do. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, the one the one I see is adorable. Oh, thank you. So. Yep, yep. And then I have uh, African American girls that are very popular on my backpacks. Yeah, just looking to diversify the girls and give them personalities and names and I, have them help other people. And I you know it. what? A lot of times, they don't. Your your girl when she's ten, she's not going to want to listen to you, but she'll listen to these girls. And at least these girls are positive. That is. That's the right. Yes. So how come how come she doesn't have the weird curly hair that that gets all ruined from the pink girls? Because <laughs> she's evolved. Okay, she's evolved. Yeah. Yeah. What is the secret to getting the good curls when you wake up? You don't. You just use a like, regular curling iron, I think. I don't think those curls work. But maybe back in the day. Or maybe it's the orange orange juice can. I don't know. I was just wondering. Those are like low-budget curls. Okay, I was just wondering. I don't know. I don't. You should try just... it with your 7-year-old and see how they look. Oh, because I'm not going to try it with me. No, well, I don't think that's going to work. No, she's real lucky. She's got this like naturally wavy-ish hair that looks like she have red hair yeah it's like a strawberry blonde but it always looks like especially after the um, in the summer it looks like we we have it where she's got highlights and stuff yeah, added yeah, but of course yeah. you know it's like 
pay for highlights, but it looks like we paid for a lot of stuff, and it's like, you know, we didn't, it just Well, if you do want to pay here. for something, we can make her into a pin curl girl and put her on a bag or a pillowcase or a backpack or something that she'd be interested in. I will not even mention that idea to her, <laughs> because I, I know wife. she would be in on it. Well, that's good. You just need to support your local artists. I do. I do. All right, we're going to be right back with uh, Jen Landis. What, what, you, you're here at the On Brand Conference. You had one of the one of the breakout sessions, packed a room. What, what was what was the talk about? It was six ways to do more good for your company. To do more, six ways for your company to do more good. So initiatives on like social, corporate social responsibility, giving back, um, in order to advance your brand. And since you're since you're um, weren't necessarily talking directly to companies per se. Are you are you talking about like for the design companies or for the design companies and ad companies to pitch to their clients or is it kind of both? Both, yeah. Like it, um, research shows that um, if your company or company is doing good things, you'll retain employees. They'll be happier to work with you. You know, thirty five percent of employees today are disengaged from their jobs and having corporate responsibility. We've I'm shocked it's only 35% of people that are disengaged from their jobs because it's. Well, worldwide like... it's 15, but United States it's 35. Oh, okay. So, so, because I'm like, that doesn't sound too bad, but it's, it's, it turns out that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Has that number been going up? It's been going up. Well, employees are changing their expectations of their work. So it, you can't just like be that company that is super strict. You, I mean, they're looking for, instead of a boss, they're looking for a mentor. Instead of like an annual review, they're looking for a constant dialogue. It's, it's not just a job, it's their life. So they, they're, they're very choosy and picky, which, which is great for all of us who grew up in this is what you have to do and suffer through it kind of thing, where companies now have to help and engage their employees more and by doing socially responsible initiatives it allows people to feel more connected to their job and want to work and feel like they have a purpose instead of just punching the clock it, it is hard to work for i mean even even if you're not working at a company even just working for a client if if you feel that they're helping people or they're doing a good cause it's much easier to work for them than yeah. You know, like oh, not. yeah, what's what's the goal? Oh, right. right. You right. just want to ship three percent more and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel good. I mean, yeah. even when we're consumers at the grocery store and you see two products that are pretty much identical, but you know one has this great give back program and one doesn't, I don't know, for me I would choose the one that's helping people because it just feels better. People consumers wanna help. So, so what, what do you, do you think that, that it matters if the cause directly relates to what they do? Or because some companies wouldn't have one that necessarily would relate. Like how do they find something that they give back to? It's really important to, to talk to group leaders and like have the leader ask the employees what they're interested in. Because if the employees are not interested in this certain initiative, it's not going to be a very good match. So when, when people are looking for a new job, they will ask that question, like, what do you guys, how do you guys give back? What do you guys, who do you support and why? 
And if it doesn't align with them at the interview process, I doubt you'd even get them hired at this point. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So then the, the leader will talk to the employees that are all basically like rallying around the same types of issues. And then they'll figure out, okay, what are we going to do this quarter? What are we going to do this year to give back? And, you know, it can be anywhere from, I'll let you go volunteer for two hours a week to, hey, let's do a fundraiser or, hey, let's create a product that we're going to give away. You know, there's lots of different ideas on, on ways to give back. And, and obviously then when if you say like, hey, I'll let you do this for two hours or something, it's not like you have to, it's not like you're, it's a huge necessarily chunk. I mean, it's, it's a decent amount, but it's not like it's going to shut the place down yeah. or you're giving away like, yeah. It's not like a Tom, not saying these are bad, but like a Tom shoe where it's like, we'll literally give away half of our store, you know? Right, right. It really goes to show you that even just a little teeny break helps productivity too. So you might think that, oh gosh, I'm losing these people for two hours a day. That could have been two hours of this. But if they're there for 40 hours or more a week and just grinding it through, they're not going to be as productive if they get that mental break and that inspiration break. And so when they come back, even though they've been gone for those hours, they're going to be so much more productive and so much more into what they're doing. And things will get happen faster and they'll be more inspired to do it. I would agree with that. So, Because I know just leaving the, leaving the desk and leaving the office um, once, twice a day is a huge... I've never, I've never, you know, I tell everyone, we're right next to a walking trail, so sometimes it's like things get bad, it's like, I'm just going to go, yeah. like, just take a walk, Yep. yep. Maybe, maybe 20 minutes, Yeah. and you're like, I got to get this done, but yeah, you it's never, a, yeah. you always make up the time yeah, so quick. Yeah, totally, totally, and trying to figure out ways to have more of those types of exciting, fun things at work. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a keg of beer or like a huge like slide or anything, but... It, you know, just those little teeny play breaks, and they could be, depending if the person is an introvert or extrovert, it could be a, a group walk, like, at your place, or just one person, like, you just, like, go and spend some time. So so that leads me to ask, does Kid Glove have a giant slide We do not have a giant slide, mm. no. Do you no. have a giant keg? We don't have that either. We have giant buttons on our wall because our logo's a button. We button up brands. Okay, I like that. But no, no, no keg or no slide. Some, some. We have a box of wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need you need to get that in a keg format. That's right, right. Or a full barrel. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't even know where you'd go to find a whole barrel of wine, but somebody makes one, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay, but a box is a box is a. Spark. A box will do. It does it does tricks on Thursday afternoon. What's what's the cause? Uh, Kid glove supports. Oh, gosh. Um, we are working... What are, you, what are you supporting just this week or something? Oh, gosh. We work with a lot of nonprofits, so we do a lot of pro... Not all pro bono, but give nonprofit discounts in order to rebrand them. And so being able to take a brand from where they were 10 years ago to where they are today in a price that they can afford, that's that's what we're doing currently right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're working for nonprofits, you're you're always giving back in one way or another. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great to see local nonprofits the reaction that they 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 get and they receive when when you redo a brand. Like we just redid logo for St. Monica's in Lincoln, and it's the this like the logos of this beautiful bird and um, one of the X. It, it, it's for women in recovery. 
and one of the graduates wants to tattoo it on on her because she loves it so much. So being able to connect with someone that uses that nonprofit and make them feel good about themselves is amazing to see like in a job. Yeah, when people start tattooing it, then, then you've probably done something correctly. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the tattoo yet, but that's what they said it. Sometimes it's best if you don't. <laughs> because Oh, you did that wrong. Because, you know, the designer, the art director, and you yeah. will be like, yeah. that's not, uh, the yeah. sizing's oh, not what I would have wanted. You skewed the text. And even if it looked right. Like, like you they look need to bring the brand standards guy to the tattoo place, right? Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of like it's done, and it's, yeah. like, and it's theirs, and it's like their personal, and, and I know if you look at it, you'll just be like, no, the sizing's. Uh, I don't. Know. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It, and and you really have no say in it. No, no say. Point. Yeah, yeah. In, unless you do the tattoos personally. No, which, I do not. No. Okay. No. So that that's the next thing. So your third, I just your third company a, is going to be opening up the tattoo shop. I had a graphic logos. designer move to um, being a tattoo artist. There's so a, there's a lot of it. overlap. I think people that are good at one are good at the other a lot of times. Well, we do have one last question. I've asked the last two guests from, from the conference here. It's what, what advice do you give the young, the young, the young mm, designers? Network. Is this the, or the, the motivational texts that you'll now send to young designers? Oh, gosh. Well, for the young designers, I think the more you network, the better. Because if I meet a young designer face-to-face -face and they show me enthusiasm and they've come to, you know, they come introduce themselves to me, when they email me or text, not text me, but email me like a resume or something, I'm going to connect with that a lot more than just someone random emailing me. So any designer that I've ever hired, I've hired because I've met them in person before I needed to fill that position. So as many AMA or AIGA or AAF functions that they could go to or volunteer on the board and meet those people that are actually doing it in the field, then they're going to get, they'll have lots of experiences to, to get in front of the right people and to get a job that they need or a job that they want to move to, you know, in two years. I also think that the, the same thing, the people that go to like a local AIGA, the AAF, those events are usually also by nature the people that not just a network, but they're actually interested in it, and they're interested in putting in the extra work, which usually means that they're probably already, their resume already moves up higher exactly. anyway. Exactly. There's a lot of, I do some portfolio reviews, and there's a lot of people that don't go to those events that they're invited to, and then the person that does, their resume does get put up to the top of the list because they took their time and effort to get there when they probably would rather just stay home. Well, it always shows in the work. It does, yeah. I mean, and I would also say that uh, when I see portfolios from students, I always ask the question, was this, what was the assignment? And then I'll see if they did anything in addition to it. And the people that are like, yeah, the assignment was this, but then I did this and this. I'm like, I want to hire you because you're going to put in more effort than just what I've asked from you. Yeah, because once the assignment, I mean, it's not like, a, like if, if we show client work, we show this is the printed work because I, I feel there's some, there's something slightly disingenuous if we, if we all of a sudden say like we don't believe in what, was printed or whatever but it, but if it's student work that work doesn't have to stay mm -hmm. your class assignment didn't mean yeah. anything right right like yeah you just take 
Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, the, the school I, I teach at, um, they go on to, they take a portfolio class. I've never taught that one. What school is that? Metro. Mm-hmm. Here in, I used in, to teach at Metro. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Yeah, I, I taught back in the day and now I'm teaching again. Lou Ann Matthews hired me. She hired me too. Mm-hmm. She's a good woman. Yeah. And, but um, their portfolio class, they, they go through and rework all their old projects. So it was weird because oh, nice. I showed up to, I always go to the reviews to see, you know, former students or whatever. And I was like, oh, this was a, you can see the pieces that were in your class, but they don't look exactly like that anymore. And you're like, that's actually good. Yeah, that's good. Right. So the last one I saw, the, the one was completely built out. Before it was like one infographic, then all of a sudden it was a full brand. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's this cool great. to see that evolution. Yeah. But if they would have just left it as it was, it would have been okay. Right. I mean, it was an okay piece, but instead yeah. it turned yeah. out something. You're looking for impressive. you're looking for the design, but you're looking for the drive more than the design sometimes. Because I feel like you can you can craft and, and work with a design till it's right as a creative director, but you can't work on that excitement and that energy and that like drive. Because if they don't have it in them, you might as well just. Let them go. Yeah, you can take it out of them. You can't yeah. put it in them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I hope I don't take it and drive out of people, but Maybe you that's never know. 35% of people, you will. That's what. That's, that's the right. stat I heard today. That's right. Right. So, <laughs> Jen, thank you very much. It's great having you. And, yeah. um, and, and, and what else have you caught at the conference, by the way? Oh, gosh, those keynote speakers were great. It was so great to see the evolution of the Hawaiian Airline brand this morning. Yeah, Sue Matthews Hale. Yeah, yeah, Sue Matthews Hale. She was great and, you know, it validated a lot of stuff that we do at Kid Glove. Like, okay, so we all are going through these problems and struggles, and the last minute when you find out the CEO hates purple, you know, it's like, right. ah, and working through that. And I liked how she said, we showed it to him. Like they weren't afraid to show them the, the, the blue logo that he requested. And then he realized that that wasn't the right way to go, but they didn't like fight and say absolutely not. And I thought that was cool to hear. You do, if when it's the CEO, you have to have some sort of buy-in sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah, she was great. Well, thanks much. We'll catch up with you later. Thanks so much. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Meary is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dust Lab.